0: And welcome to another edition of Terrible T- Ti- uh, Excuse me, I mean, Talking Tigs. <laughs> I'm your host, Scott Gerard, Joined, as always, by my co-host, Tommy Johnson, Daniel Zollinger. We have this Mizzou game to go over. Uh wasn't great news, but, um, well, I mean, it was just... Yeah, I mean, there's... Uh, just an embarrassment? I mean, yeah, we could find some... Bra- I feel like we can find some bright spots to it, but overall, I don't think any three of us... Well, anyone in, I would say Tiger Nation, but I would also include the rest of college football world, did not expect LSU to be one and two at this point, losing to both Mississippi State and Mizzou. Uh, I guess we can talk about why we think that is. Uh, I mean, it's pretty glaring to all of us, but we're going to dissect that for you. Um, But before before we start that process, I want to check in with you guys. Um, I know it's probably a uh, downtrodden week, but hopefully you had something else going on in your lives so that this game didn't ruin, uh, ruin everything for you. So, uh, so how are you guys doing? Um, you know, we, we battled the storm
1: that never really came to Baton Rouge. Um, some people did lose power. We did not thankfully, which was great. You're talking so, about Delta. Uh, yes. Talking about, talking about, uh, Delta airlines and, yeah. Uh, although our, our hometown of Monroe did actually get it again, which was kind of kind of rough. Like my mom lost power, but grandmother brother lost power. So that was tough. But um, I honestly, I'd, I'd take three Deltas over a, a loss to Mizzou in the way that we lost. So, uh, you know, well.
2: <laughs> yeah, you said it, Scott, and Coach O said it, that it was pretty embarrassing, and I agree with that. So it was a tough day for the Tigers, Thankfully, there is at least some pretty entertaining other college games oh, yeah. going on. A lot, of, a lot of madness, which we'll get to here in a minute. So at least I kind of got to, um, to tune it out fairly early. But it's sad because this was supposed to be the week that we were all getting the hype because this was supposed to be like a top whatever 10 matchup between LSU and Florida, both undefeated. We, the cupcakes are out it's of the way. It's coming week. Yes, yeah. yes. The cupcakes are supposed to be out of the way now, and we're, that's kind of far from yeah, the, now the cupcake.
1: Now the cupcake is, uh, is
0: going to Gainesville.
2: Yeah, exactly we are the cupcake at this point and so i guess we might as well
0: get into that <laughs> yeah and uh i gotta be honest i think florida was one of the i don't know i think i put lsu at two losses and i thought florida might have been one of them uh considering it was on the road and with you know the you know trash coming back and their offense looking good and uh super offensive genius dan Mullen. Uh, you know, with, with his game plan. But uh, I mean, we're already at one and two going into this game and I don't think anybody expects us to win. I don't know. I feel like uh, at this point, you know, maybe the Tigers will be upset with this horrible loss to Mizzou and they'll, you know, maybe they'll shock the world, but Florida's not sitting too great themselves because they lost at A&M, which, you know, I don't know if anyone expected them to lose that, but uh, just an overall observation before we get into LSU games specifically, is is anyone in the country playing defense right now? It seems I, like no one in the SEC is.
1: I mean, even even Alabama.
2: You know, right. Alabama
1: ended up in a barn burner with Mississippi with uh, Ole Miss.
2: Yeah, Clemson and Georgia are the only ones you can even seem to kind of keep the opponents in check right now. But to me, it makes
1: sense in, in some ways because I think defense is the phase of the game that you need more physical practice at. You know, like we we saw a good example was Navy, who in the first game couldn't tackle to save their lives. And then while while commentating, the guys are like the announcers are like, oh, yeah. And they actually have not tackled in practice. And it showed, you know, I think that it's a lot easier. uh, Like Miles Brennan, he could he could throw the ball throughout the entire winter, spring, summer to people and, or to, yeah, I remember him throwing, you know, they should put videos of him throwing to like trees and like targets and stuff that his dad set up at his house, but he could throw the ball and he could, you know, make sure he's got the right zip on it. Right. But you can't really go tackle a tree or you can't, you know,
0: what are you going to do? Well you, well, you can't. And it also, it's like, you, you can't, you know, uh, develop your pocket awareness at a tree because the tree's not coming at you. And I feel like that's one of the things we can get into is, uh miles is you know had guys coming at him all the time mm-hmm. i feel like he was better this week though um but let's just let's just go ahead and get out of the way it's tell the truth monday so we're going to tell the truth as coach orjuwon that's what he orjuwon, wants coach orjuwon, as coach orjuwon would do which he did actually today with his uh with his uh conference call um and he you know he he basically was uh, impressed with his offense. He, he kind of put it all in the defense. And that's, that was pretty much going to be my take away from the game. Is, uh, you know, last two games, well, three games really, uh, the offense has looked fine. You know, they've scored no less than 34 points each time. Uh, it's just the defense that either uh, made or broke them. Of course, we looked great against Vandy, but so did South Carolina. I think they had almost the same exact score. I think they were 41 to 7. So it's, you know, that, that game is, you know, you take that game away and LSU is looks like everyone else uh, good on offense, no defense. And it's, it's going to, it's going to be who scores more. Uh, And LSU is not doing it because, you know, last season, you know, we had concerns about the defense, but there was so much talent and they just had a, had a way to find, you know, a a way to make a stop in certain points. They got to take away at certain points Uh, and it's just not happening like that this year and I don't know I I, I don't know if, I, I I think it mostly falls on Bo Pelini. Um I don't know if it's his system or what you know I remember a couple of years ago when we had a uh, not a couple a few years ago we had Kevin Steele and uh, before he went to Auburn and it, it kind of seemed like the same thing where LSU the defense just seemed discombobulated and they thought it was just too complicated so they tried to simplify it you know, it kind of got better over the year, but, you know, Kevin still was gone at the end of that year, and he went to Auburn, I guess, to uh, pursue his 20-year Alabama State employee pension. But, uh, you know, it, right now, it it seems like the defense is, again, just discombobulated. I, I've seen – there were two plays in this Mizzou game where, uh, you know, there were guys wide open like I've never seen before in, yeah. in an LSU secondary. Uh, we still got one of the best run defenses in the country. And, you know, I guess you could credit that to Bo Pelini, but it still feels like a defense from 2007 built against the run, but no one's really running anymore. It's all passing, uh, which is also what our offense was too, by the way, which looked great, but the running was, uh, was, was uh, few and far between. So I don't know. I, I feel like our, our offensive concerns, you know, minus the running, uh, you know, are, are getting better. I mean, Miles Brennan and Eric Gilbert—that was a—that was a show right there. I mean, I could just watch them. And Terrace Marshall, Harris you know, Marshall, those yeah. three, those three, like pretty much held LSU zone for the offense and for the team to like keep them in the game. Everything else, you know, it's a toss-up. So I don't know. I feel like the offense is getting there. The defense is way behind. So. I don't know. I don't know if we can fix that in a week before we go to probably our toughest challenge yet, but, uh, I don't know. Let's go to you, Tommy. Um, is it, uh, do you think this season's, uh, I don't know. Do you think it's, <laughs> do you think it's already, you know, a, a done deal to where we might as well just do the best we can and look forward to next year? Or is it, uh, or is it salvageable?
1: I mean, I don't know. I'm, I, I don't want to say it, man. I don't want to say it, but, I kind of think the writing's on the wall this, you know, after the first game, I chalked it up to, uh, first game, no practice, no spring. Got a we're returning. We're replacing 19 people, you know, first sec opponent, all this kind of stuff. And I'm kind of like, and I was kind of like, okay, like that's it. I thought, I thought that the Mississippi state game was disappointing and we shouldn't have lost that game. There's, we had no business losing that game. We're a better team, or at least, no, we're not a better team. We, we, on paper, we should be talented enough to compete with, you know, I would say 90% of the SEC. Um, we lost that game. Now, I think that my, my earlier um, analysis last week said, you know, I remember I asked the question, you know, is KJ, did KJ Costello just have the greatest game of his life and we just happened to catch him on, no joke, the best day of his life? I think that might be true. Cause he got benched <laughs> in the game last week or on Saturday. So um, that being said, you know, we, we kind of maybe run it, ran into a buzzsaw. That's still no excuse. Uh, I was talking to a buddy of mine who's a, who's a coach at Rummel. And I, we were talking about the kind of the same thing. I said, Oh, well, I think he just had it the greatest day of his life. He's like, yeah, but still like you can't give up 600 yards and I, and you know what, he's right. So, I, um, but, but I kind of wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. There's always me and Dana, we've talked about this. There's always that, that inexplicable LSU loss that we, I thought we'd kind of gotten over it, but there'd be one, you know, where we, we just feels like over the years, we've gotten accustomed to just losing one. We shouldn't. Right. Well, like for instance, two years ago or three years ago, no, two years ago, 18, 2018, we lost to Florida at, at Florida and like we were pretty much like supposed to win that game.
0: Um, was just Joe, Joe's the first year. Was just a hurricane delay game, or, or no, no? This was this was Joe's first year. Okay.
1: Um, we went. I think it was after we after we'd gone in to play. After we'd been undefeated against Georgia, we beat Georgia, number two Georgia. Everything's high on LSU, and then we go lose. Is that right?
2: Yeah, because we were looking ahead the next week to Alabama. To Alabama yeah. Right? yeah.
1: So, anyways, um, so. I, I kind of feel like after, after week one, you know, now I, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. Let's go. No more excuses. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm done with the excuses. Like that, that was an embarrassing loss. Uh, sure. The offense, I think the offense does look better. I think Brennan looks better. You're right. The receivers, uh, you know, Marshall uh, Kirkland, Gilbert, like Bracey, McMahon, you know, all these, all these guys look good. Kayshawn Boutte looks good for a freshman, but I, I, it all it all doesn't matter because with with fourth and one, you can't get the ball in to win the game. So, you know, I, like I, I'm glad that we played, you know, what f- f- spill 14 minutes or 13 and a half minutes of good offensive play. I mean, not 14 and a half. We played uh, like, you know, what, 50, 50 eight minutes or 57 minutes worth of great offensive play. But when it counted at the very end of the game, when you had a chance to win, you go four and out basically on the one yard line. It's unacceptable. And that's not, I think Coach O said it, that's not the LSU standard of performance. Now compared to the defense, the offense looks great, but I don't, I I don't, I don't want to give, I don't want to give anybody a pass because I don't, I don't, I don't want to pin this just on the defense because I think this is an, this is an entire, um, I think that this is this is not this does not spell great um you know great omens for the program in general. This is not how you want to come in after defending a national championship team. Um I and I I get that we lost a lot of people. I get that it's hard. I get that COVID, all that. But there there are games that you're supposed to win and Missouri's one of them. And you don't want to you it, it you know what? I'm sorry. I'm going to say it, but like Alabama doesn't fall off like this after they won a championship Clemson doesn't fall off like this Ohio State doesn't fall off like this
2: yeah you were discussing the the fourth and one but when they got it first and goal on the one yard line I kind of had a clench in my stomach like I, I knew what was going to happen mm-hmm. like I, I didn't say it out loud, but I was like LSU is not going to get it in four tries and we're going to lose and it's going to be like just the most typical LSU loss and then just watching it unfold like it, you kind of see into the future a couple of minutes and you're like well there it is. All right. The end.
1: Well, it was so, it was so anticlimactic. You just like see them, they don't get it. And then it's just like, Oh, okay. Well,
2: right. And then, (laughs) yeah, multiple people said this, but if if you can't convert first and goal from the one yard line to win the game, then like, you don't deserve deserve to win. You don't deserve to win no matter how much points your offense put on the board or how many explosive plays. I think we had like three fumbles or something. They had five fumbles. We were three of them, which we recovered. And yeah, everything you said about the defense um, was right. People are already kind of clamoring for Bo Polini's ousting. And I don't know if now immediately is the time, but if the rest of the season continues like this, LSU's got a pretty strong case to, to move him on out. And I'm sure the boosters would pitch in to, to help that, that fund. And then Coach O, I don't know if he's going down with the ship as well, but he at least seems encouraged right now to, to try and write things. Um, it's going to be hard to do that though against even t- tougher competition coming up. I mean,
1: you know, there's you know the only easy day was yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. uh We're not. We're not. You know, I would have really, I would have really liked a nice respite in playing uh, Southeastern or UTSA. You know, oh, we're, we are get a little tune-up game, but well, after Florida, do- the tune-up game is going to be a South Carolina team that. That played as well as we did against Vanderbilt.
2: Because mm-hmm. these were supposed to be the two-dop games, right? And then, yeah, so the only good prediction I have was that Terrace Marshall was going to lead the offense, which he's done with seven touchdowns in three games. Been very exciting to watch. He stepped into that five-star role coming out of high school. Uh, but I'd also said the defense was going to lead the SEC in, uh, in total scoring defense, which would be a miracle to occur at this point. But we'll see what we can salvage. I mean, I discussed with Tommy at this point, we're just looking to play spoiler to somebody else's season. Uh, I mean, we still have Alabama and then A&M with some hopes in their pocket. So we'll see if we can at least take somebody down, but, Oh, and then, and one other, I'm kind of rambling here, but uh, one comparison I saw was LSU to that 2010 Auburn team oh, no, yeah. with Cam, that with Cam Newton that won the national championship, from L S U from last year, whereas Joe Bros equals Cam Newton, or it's just one player that leads a magical run to the national championship, then they just fall off. Coach
1: O's Gene Chiswick. Is it you know, I think that we we talked about on this podcast. Is Coach O Gene Chizik or is he Dabo? And,
2: yeah, or they just they lose their mojo, they fall off, and then Auburn's still a decent program, but they it took them time yeah but they made another national championship since then but it was a few years and then there it was another coach yeah and they're not back contending for the the natty year in and a year out like lsu would like to be so if it continues down that same path it's a little bit depressing after the highs of of 2019
0: yeah it, i i hear i hear everything that you guys said and i i don't think it's as it's as simple as you know as coach O'Gene gene and is it this auburn year because it wasn't you know, it wasn't just Joe Burrow. Like that, that year I feel like it was Cam Newton and, you know, he had a bunch of decent supporting players. But LSU had Joe Burrow, you know, like the best passing season or the best, you know, best season for a quarterback possibly in college football. But he also had the Blitnikoff Award winner with him. He also had Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He also had all these other top-round draft picks. And, uh, you know, I just – I think it was just – it was even worse than that. It's like the, I think the come down was even more so than Auburn that next year. Yeah. but I don't think Coach O is Gene Chiswick because Gene Chiswick, I think, probably just you know, he was probably just the right place, right time. And for me, this is, you know, this is Coach O, this is his this is his dream job. He's brought in everybody he can to win. And he did. He won big last year, mostly with the help of Joe Burrow. But I mean he also had very good uh position players offense. And defense. Now this year, though, I mean, look at the offense. We worried about that, but uh, looking at Miles Brennan now, um, you know, I mean, just looking at his stats: twenty nine of forty eight, four hundred and thirty yards, four TDs, zero interceptions. Which is like you would think in any other situation, that should win you a game. Uh, yeah. but it didn't. But although the, it, it was kind of padding stats a little bit since we basically abandoned
2: the run and then we turned the, the Mississippi State air raid. Sorry if I stole your, your point.
0: No, yeah, no, that was that was going to be my next point. Actually, is that the next stat is the Tigers had less than 50 yards running. Miles Brennan had negative two, which was actually only nine less than John Emery. You remember last week he had what it was a hundred something rushing yards. This this week he only had seven. Our our top rusher was TDP with thirty eight yards. Like that's just not gonna get it done. And to go back to your point about the, you know, the last the, the goal line stand to where we, you know, the make or break to win the game, I I just don't understand the play calling on that. Maybe that falls on Insminger. It probably does because you know he's calling the plays. But it's like how are you going to put it up to like just running a draw play, the same draw play I'm at at? twice in a row when you haven't run all game. It's like, mm-hmm. they are not respecting the run They're They're They, they stuffed it with no problem. And then the next two plays were passing obviously, but, uh, you know, and I think this, maybe it's on the play calling again, because there was just no creativity, no creativity whatsoever. And miles telegraphed, both of them. The first one, remember the guy swatted it down. Uh, that could have been a pick six, you know, uh, Give him him another two inches. He probably could have just taken it and ran the other way. The second one, probably the same. He just swatted that one down because everyone knew where they were going just based on what Miles was doing. Uh, But when you look at Missouri, these guys wanted to win the game. Like, they pulled out all the stops. Remember, they they got that first touchdown off of a flea flicker. Mm -hmm. Their next – I think their next drive, or maybe it was the second one after that, they tried a fake punt. I could even see it coming. They called a timeout and the announcer was saying, Oh, we're well, not gonna go for it, right? I mean the field position. Then they went for it and they didn't get it. They didn't stop them from trying something creative. And I think after that they tried like a double reverse flea flicker or something, and that got them another big game. So Missouri just threw everything they could at LSU and they won. It just seemed like they wanted to win. Meanwhile, LSU was just like, all right, well, we're gonna we're gonna go with these plays and see if we can uh, if we can Got out a win. Uh, and it just didn't work. God, you know, God help them. They, the, the passing game was amazing. If you look at Terrace Marshall. I mean, good Lord, 11 catches for 235 yards, three TDs. You think that would win you a game? Yeah. Uh, alone. I mean, yeah, alone. Uh, then you look at Eric Gilbert, six catches for almost a hundred yards for a TD. It's like, it was the, the Marshall and Gilbert and Brennan show for, for the the whole game, almost, but it just it didn't work because when it came down to it, LSU did not have a running game, and they've gotten so far away from that that it's like, you know, if you can't win against Missouri, a team that you're supposed to win, what were we favored by twenty points or something?
2: Uh,
0: when, when it was close to that, right?
2: When they that was about twenty when it was at LSU, when they moved it to Missouri, it went down to about fourteen or fifteen, but yeah, still a good margin. Yeah, they so I mean touchdowns,
0: that, but it's like you it should not. I mean, I get it. If LSU would have pulled out a win, but they, but they didn't. And it came down to, like you said, they couldn't punch it in from the one on four tries. And I don't know why in the world they thought they could just all of a sudden start running at that point, but maybe they thought, well, you know, we only got one or two yards to go. Let's do it. But uh, it, it didn't work. So I don't know. I don't, I would say the offense isn't the problem, but it's, there is a slight problem there because they got to be able to run the ball. Um, they just they don't give, know who to give
2: the ball to, right? Because we've seen three games. The first game, I think Chris, Carey, Chris Curry dominated the carries. Second, Last game was John Emery, and that was uh, Ty Davis-Price. He got nine carries, which isn't that much more than the others, but still the bulk, and he didn't do much with it. It's so, like, where do they go from here? They've got three guys who can run the ball to a moderate degree, but no one's, no one's stretching the lead or anything. So where do they get from here? And like you said on the the first and goal, like you had been hitting Terrace Marshall and Eric Gilbert all day. Uh, Both of those guys are huge, huge mismatches. Why don't you just try and like run a quick slant hit six, five Eric Gilbert on first down instead of handing off to Ty Davis price, who had been getting stuffed all day. Like that doesn't make much sense. Obviously I'm not in the situation calling the plays. There's a lot of pressure and whatnot. Um, And maybe there's some reverse psychology where Missouri's thinking oh they're gonna pass because they've been passing so let's run it but obviously it didn't work um and so yeah they got to fix the the run game balance it out this isn't we had a, now we're, we're saying go back to the run we'd always been asking for LSU to pass more and more and then now we're like oh uh, maybe not too much well well
1: but it goes hand in hand and I think that also that shows you know Miles is he's he's been playing very well for the past two games and he's You know, he's been doing fine. He's been being the best Miles Brennan he can be, but he ain't Joe. And I can tell you, I can tell you that everyone, you know, everyone knows that because do you honestly think that Joe Burrow would have, would have like, would, would that series, would that four play series have gone the way it did with Joe Burrow under center? No. And I think that the reason you didn't see a fade, to the, you know, a, a jump up, jump and go get it ball, um, to Terrace Marshall or to Eric Gilbert, in, you know, in the back of the end zone, kind of like what we got used to seeing with, uh, with all the, pretty much all the receivers, you saw it with Jamar Chase, you know, definitely, um, in the red zone is because that, that's a very difficult ball to throw and it's an easy one to turn into a duck and that's your game. So I think that, you know, the, the play call to me, I don't like it, but it does make sense to me in that, okay, like we need to we need to try to score, but also protect the ball and not because this is it, like this has to be it. So I kind of get it. The draw play makes a little bit of sense to me because there, you know, we like you said, we hadn't established any sort of run, so maybe we put, catch somebody off guard with a little draw. They think we're front, where they they think we're passing. You know, hand it off to him. Maybe he breaks off. Overall, um, you know, it didn't work and we lost and it just shows that, that there are some serious uh, problems with this team in general. But then again, I guess my quote, but maybe, and maybe this is a good transition to the, defense, to the defensive side of the ball. Should we even be in a game where we're trying to play, where we're trying to score a last second touchdown for the win against Missouri, Okay. okay this isn't this isn't at alabama this isn't for the fiesta bowl against ohio state if it's that if if you lose that if you lose that game in the college football playoff the way that we did you know what like we'd, be, we'd still be here we'd still be mad but i think after a while we'd say you know what we played the eventual national champion or we played uh you know a team that a team that went on to to win the sec but and we had a chance to win but like yeah, like uh, on the defense side of the ball, like giving up 41 points to Missouri is, I've, I've, I just think it's unacceptable. I think coach, coach, I said it was unacceptable. He said it was embarrassing. And, uh, you know, I don't think that's a, that's a, a crazy, I don't think it's crazy to ask for a little bit better defensive play than, uh, than yeah, than that.
0: No. And, uh, just to, to add on to what you're saying uh, specifically about, you know, last year, it's like, we wh- there were even even when LSU played the Alabamas, and um, you know I, I can't think of another like I guess you could say Texas on the road or even even Clemson in the national championship game. When was it to the point where, uh, all right, well LSU has to go in on the goal line for this game, you know, to to come away with a victory. They didn't. It's like all these games that that last year. It, it never would have been that close. It wasn't on Joe to win the game on the last play of the game. I don't think that ever even happened, even against Alabama. Like they were up by twenty points at halftime on the road against their nemesis. But, so, even, but even
1: then, I mean, that's a special that's a special case. Like, right, you but know, there was you can't, defense. You can't expect to play like that the whole time. But yeah, all you need is the defense. Just give us a chance to win. Give us. I mean, I guess we we had a chance to win and that we drove down the field and we're but to a, to competition like Missouri, we should not even be in a situation where, okay, like, here we go. We got We got to win it all.
0: Did you guys know that this, this quarterback, um, I forget his name. Uh, what was it? Bo, sorry, Con- Connor, Connor Basilak, Missouri's quarterback. Missouri. Thank you. This Basilac, that was actually his, his second full start. His yeah. first start was last season against Arkansas. First game of the year. He was the yeah. starter. Then he tore his ACL, and this was like his first game back. And lo and behold, yeah, he's he's like KJ Costello. We get we get the best game of his life. And um, I don't know, the guy passes for over 400 yards, and and it's just you can tell that the defense there's just there's something amiss there because I I mean I know Derek Stingley came out today that he he actually sprained his ankle on uh, I think it was like the the first down marker or something yeah uh, or, or in the game which but, you could tell was affecting him mm-hmm. yeah but I mean there was just two like two of their touchdowns guys were just wide open I've mm-hmm. never seen guys wide open it was like uh, I don't know it was like a, a, a high school football game to where it just there was just so much confusion back there and I and I guess oh is probably correct that falls specifically on the defense uh, I know O's not calling the plays uh, that falls on Bo Pellini. there was a Picture of him rubbing his head as he walked off the field after the game that just kind of summed up his experience and the rest of Tiger Nation. You know, he's just kind of holding his head and like, what the heck is going on? And I think that's very, that's how we all feel. Like, how does that even happen? Uh, you know, we 600 yards to Mississippi State, 500, almost that much to, to Missouri. And you get this guy in his second game and he's passing for that many yards, 400, 500 plus, four TDs that's just, it doesn't, it shouldn't happen. Um, I mean, he, he wasn't pressured nearly as much as miles was, and they were still able to run the ball. I just, I don't know. Uh, I think there's a a real coming to Jesus moment coming with the LSU defense. Um, either it's, you know, it's definitely time for put up or shut up, but, um, I just don't know if, uh, if it's Bo Pelini has an outdated scheme or if it's too complicated or what, but, They've got to fix it and they have exactly, you know, like five days to do that. Uh, I just, I don't know if that's possible.
2: Yeah. I guess it's, it's well, almost
1: like, it's almost like, you know, we got shot. You can't, you can't fix it, but you just got to stop the bleeding. Like, I don't I don't think we're going to have some sort of overhaul where we, uh, sh- you know, sh- shut down, uh, shut down Florida and, and hold them to seven points. But yeah. can we just can can they just hold them a few times and give and give the offense a chance?
2: Right. I think the we'll see this week against Florida whether cause Florida's offense is I think unarguably better than Missouri or or Mississippi State who we've played. So, Some would say they're you know they got one of the best
1: offenses in in football.
2: Yeah. So Missouri is putting up forty five on LSU. You're like, oh my goodness, what is Florida about to do? Um, so if Bo Pelini can conjure up something and just kind of keep them in the ballpark then maybe something is salvageable here. But if we see just a, a runaway uh, win from the Gators, then it might as well kind of chalk it up. <laughs> but... <laughs> I mean, let me tell you how unbelievable this,
1: this whole, this loss to Missouri is for LSU. ESPN has the final score as LSU 45, Missouri 41. ESPN doesn't even, the, doesn't even have the score right. Because the, the, the ESPN can't even believe it. They can't even believe it, yeah. They probably <laughs> put it in the website and ESPN corrected it as a typo and said oh right. no that can't be right
0: right the, the computer just won't accept it the Computer like, will not uh, it. error error does not compute and i get it uh and then it's like what does that <laughs> all right so because when you i wanted to get into some of the other scores but since we're talking about that it's like you look at that and is that is it more infuriating that we lost this game or is it more infuriating that the first game that we lost that we thought uh, maybe it was just, you know, they caught us off guard. We weren't prepared um, just the, you know, everything that's gone on preseason just kind of didn't have us ready. But then you look at KJ Costello and he had the game of his life against LSU. And then he goes to Kentucky and he got benched uh, Mississippi state didn't even score any offensive points. They only had two points against Kentucky. So it's like, it'd be one thing if you know he was continuing to have all these great games but he's not so what the heck happened at LSU where he had the game of his life but now at Kentucky he you know they can't even score a field goal for crying out loud so it's just like what is going on with LSU's defense that is just so obvious to everyone else except Vanderbilt obviously but I don't know I just I feel like like, um, you know because there was nothing beforehand this is a totally new defense so uh, I don't know. I think Bo Pelini, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's stuck in 2007 or if it's just, uh, you know, it's too complicated or what, but um, I don't know. We could probably talk all night about how bad our defense is. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you want to, uh, do you want to move into what we got coming up
2: this week against oh Florida? Gosh, do we have to? Yeah, no, it's I fine. We could
0: at least, we could at least kind of, Give it some brevity and say, well, it's not just us. It's the rest of the conference. And, you know, the I would say that the nation, but, uh, you know, we've said for years the, the Big 12 doesn't play defense. Pac 12 doesn't play defense. But now that looks like the SEC. You know, if you just look at that Alabama All Miss game, yeah. 63 to 48.
2: You know? Yeah, we watched that one Saturday night. They just kept scoring and scoring. It was pretty entertaining. It was good for um, my over. <laughs> and then, uh, was it uh, Alabama was accusing Ole Miss of, like, stealing, stealing their, their stealing defensive play signs or something? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that's even possible, really. But, um, yes, yeah, so that was crazy. And then they had the Texas-Oklahoma-Red River rivalry, which even though the teams weren't up to their usual standards, they kind of put on a, a show going into four overtimes. That one, the game just, like, wouldn't end. Uh, Texas kind of choked it a little bit. Well, then they like, came back, and then they choked it. And then Oklahoma came back, and then they choked it. <laughs> Uh, but the Sooners came out on top so it's also weird having Texas and Oklahoma both 2 and 2 at the start of the season although
0: LSU is 1 and 2 but I don't know all right so um i don't know do you cuz we're we're already at the amount of losses that i had had us pegged for um i i am not ready to say that LSU is going to win out but uh i mean i don't know do you like could this be the first losing season since i think 1999 or yeah, I think it was ninety nine. Yeah, I looked it up. Last one was
2: nineteen ninety nine. We finished three and eight. Uh, that was the last time we were one and two. And I think, yeah, at this point, we're looking at probably six and four at best, and maybe five and five or four and six, somewhat realistically, if we continue to play at our current level. If we step up and play LSU football like we know how to, in the past, and anything is possible. But at the current level of play. Um, we're definitely an average team uh, at best, which is sad to say.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think six and four is is six and four is the best case scenario to me. Uh, at this point, we knowing what we know, knowing, seeing what we have seen, and you know, maybe they can make some remarkable turnarounds, and I hope I hope they can. I'm rooting for them. But that team that played against Missouri them on the field with Alabama I mean it's I don't even want to know what happens you know what I mean like that team wouldn't beat on this, right um so I, I just I I i think man it, it could be a long one it could be a long season it could be the kind of season where you said you know what I wish they just canceled it
0: <laughs> yeah it's like we should have been like the Pac-12 and said no we're good this year uh but I just I want to give you guys uh some relief maybe it's an option it's just a you know it's a backup plan I had you know if, if it does get that bad I, I did have an idea of starting a, a podcast about my alum alumni the, the You're talking about discussing of, dogs discussing dogs exactly <laughs> <laughs> so we could uh, we could uh transfer over there we'll all convert to the east <laughs> <laughs> which is uh still wide open by the way um I, I don't know it's uh I don't know, I'd like to still think that, you know, there's enough talent that they can turn things around. Maybe something can click in the next week or two. Even if LSU loses at Florida, you know, that's horrible. Then you're sitting at one and three and staring down like the rest of the gauntlet of the schedule. But I don't know. It's like if we if were are able to pull out a win in Florida for some for some crazy reason, um I don't know. It's uh like you said, if we can go six and four, I think that's that's great. And then, but I don't know. I, I think looking back on uh, Coach O's first year or two, it's like that loss against Troy. You know, it stood out to everybody. Like, oh, unless you made a horrible decision, but uh, like he's already got two Troys this year. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: so well, I, I guess I mean it, you can say it. Look, it's the SEC. You know, it's the best conference in the country. Any, any, it's like what they say in college, in a, you know the NFL, any given Sunday kind of thing. Um, I don't think that, <clears throat> I don't think that's an excuse. I think that LSU should be a a uh, higher, you know, performance standard of a program, but I guess it's a little bit different. It feels like it though. You're right. It does feel like it.
0: Well, that was their first game ever in the state of Missouri, which, you know, it's, I could go one way or the other, but it's, it's also, it just, it's not good. If you pretty much give a team, it's like program-defining win. It's like they got a new coach, new quarterback, and this is like a program-defining win for Missouri. Oh, yeah. that was I mean, that was their Super Bowl, like right. to
1: win that game. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I just – and I wouldn't say that was the same for Mississippi State because they did the same thing to us you know, a few years ago. But, I mean, it kind of is. New coach, new quarterback, both of them came from – the PAC 12, not even on the same team. And they just totally obliterated the defense. Then you had some kid who had only like a half game start before this game, but he looked just as good as Costello. And it's like, what, like there, I don't know. Um, that's, that's such a severe disconnect. It wasn't like, you know, LSU just, you know, gave up some some weird plays here and there and that was just the difference. It was, it was bad. It was just, um, Just nothing like we're used to seeing. But uh, moving right along, um, so I don't know. Just based on the other games, I I think we'd said last week something about parity in the SEC. And I don't know. I kind of have to think it is. It's like before when I wasn't, now I'm worried that, oh, my goodness, uh, we could lose to Ole Miss. Oh, my goodness. uh, The way Texas A&M beat Florida at home. Uh, you know, Kellen Mann re rejuvenated his Heisman campaign. <laughs> well, let's not get carried away. <laughs> I mean, we we'll might as well, right? Every everything's on the table at this point. Um, and even Arkansas, you know, it's like how they they uh, they beat Mississippi State. They took Auburn to the line. They only lost by two. Felipe Franks. I mean, my goodness, he uh, he threw for over three hundred yards, four TDs. You know. Well, Auburn,
2: Auburn should have won that game because Bo Nix threw the ball backwards and they ruled it an incomplete pass. Yeah they should have lost the game. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm going to say Arkansas should have won the game because Bo Nix right. threw it backwards,
0: and then the, even the refs were like, "Yeah, we missed, we messed that one up." Right. So that's two teams right there that we haven't even played yet. That I feel like earlier, like if you'd asked me six weeks ago, oh yeah, they'll take care of that. But but so were these first two losses. So, boom. There's there could be four losses right there. Then you have then you have Alabama auburn and everybody else. So it's just I don't even know. I don't even want to make a prediction at this point cuz uh I, I don't know. There's just there's just no knowing. Uh there if, there's
1: no, you know, it, it typically we're used to uh being able to look at a schedule and say okay, like we're if we take care of business, then we chalk up okay, we got four wins, five wins, something like that. Six wins here. With with now like yeah, I think I think every Every game, and especially, you got to think we're not the only one. You know, we're not the only ones talking about it. We're not the only ones looking ahead. The the Arkansas's, the Ole Misses, the uh, you know South Carolina teams that probably you know going into the season, you say, okay, those are wins for LSU. Right now, they've got they've got LSU circled because like, when's the last time we lost to Ole Miss? You know what I mean? When's the last time we lost to? I can't remember. I, I can't really remember a South Carolina game other than the one where. Jeremy Hill, like, won the game for us at the end of the game. That was, like, a big one. Um, but, uh, you know, Auburn, you, you know they've got that game circled. And A&M, we all know A&M wants to, you know, they want, they want the scalp. So, these teams are going to be, they're going to be prepared. And we are not going to be able to go in there and just say, like, oh, well, we're LSU, we're going to win.
0: No, I mean, they're, they're already looking at us. There's blood in the water. You know, they, yep. they're already looking at us like, oh, we don't have to worry about LSU. I would say uh, maybe LSU was looking ahead to Florida, but not for that entire game. You would think up until half because it was still it was 24 all at half, which to me was right then and there. I knew it was like something's not right here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We're tied at 24 at halftime with Missouri. Yeah. All right. Well, they'll get it figured out. Bo Pelini will make some adjustments. Ed's going to give him a good pep talk but you know, then after that, it was just kind of more of the same. They just, they didn't seem like they were in it. Uh, I would say that it seemed like Missouri wanted it more, but, uh, I don't know. I think I don't want to take any credit away from our guys. Cause you know, that they, they were, you know, they were playing hard, but, uh, just, they just didn't seem like they were going to be able to stop them at all, which is depressing <laughs> to put it mildly. Um, but anyway, when, you look um, at that, when you look at that roster and it's all like four and five stars. <laughs> yeah. We, we have the
2: talent to blow Missouri out of the water and we should. And then when you see them missing tackles, blowing coverages, you're like, what, what in the world here? Um, Cause we should be making plays every single time. And we have the playmakers to do it, but they just, it seems like they didn't know how to make the play uh, during the game. And so whether that's a lack of, of coaching or hard or whatever you want to call it, um, the combination of all of the above uh, we didn't necessarily deserve to win that game.
0: Right. Well, looking forward, cause we know we're going to go into f- Florida this week. And I think we, I mean, we already know what we're facing. LSU in Florida, it's been hotly contested. It could, it could have gone either way, you know, any of the last few years, even last year. I mean, it was pretty, con- pretty contested for most of the game, you know, unless you pulled away at the end, obviously. Uh, but we don't have, Joe Burrow, we don't have a lot of guys from last year, uh, but Florida has Kyle Trask and,
2: and he's, Kyle Pitts.
0: Yeah, and Kyle Pitts. I mean, these guys are just—they uh, are uh, a formidable duo. Uh, and it's not just that; they have Kadarius Tony too. Um, I mean, he's—I think he's got more TDs than Pitts. But uh, anyway, and it's—it's it's not just you know the the team matchups, the you know the X's and O's, but LSU is now going to. I think face a home, home field, you know, advantage, a, a, a crowd for the first time this year Ed Orgeron said, they were probably going to try and pipe some audience, you know, some crowd noise into practice this week. I just, I just don't know if it's going to help too much because it, it still, it just doesn't compare, you know, when you're there and you're in the swamp and Miles Brunner is now facing uh, probably the best defense he's faced all year, but in addition to that, you know, uh, 70,000 seventy thousand plus—I don't even know how many their stadium holds—but I just don't know how he he can prepare for that because he he hasn't faced a you know a, a road environment really. Uh, Missouri had some fans in the stadium, but it, it's not—it was—it pales in comparison to what he's going to face this Saturday. So uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? Like, do you think it's it's even possible, or do would you already say, here comes here comes one in three?
2: <laughs> well, I just mentioned that we have all the playmakers, so I think it's definitely possible. When you have people like Derek Stingley and Terrace Marshall on your team, like these guys have the talent to win you a football game. But if the team doesn't play like they're supposed to, they can lose you the football game. Like we saw Derek Stingley hobbling after he got his injury; he got blown by on a couple of uh, plays, and then. So Florida has a lot of talent too. They recruit well, at least have been starting to recruit well in the past couple of years. And then they seem like a team that wants it. They are going to be angry after they lost on a last-second field goal to Texas A&M in a game they probably thought they should have won.
1: They're and angry about last season. They, you know, I mean, if all you have to do is look at that video of us of the entire Tiger Stadium just chomping at them at the very end of the game, like
2: yeah. And then the last time we walked into the swamp two years ago, that was the game we talked about earlier that we lost um, it's a tough place to play and if Dan Mullen and Governor Ron DeSantis get their way there's going to be a lot of fans there mm-hmm. uh, Gator Nation they're going to have their jorts on they're going to be ready to chomp Mr. is going to be there in spirit and so uh, it's going to be rough for Miles Brennan but I think they can do it but I'm not too confident in that <laughs> all right but so it's, it's a can not a will <laughs> i was gonna say Dave, you kind of kind of wish-washy there you kind <laughs> of gave the you kind of gave the gave the case
1: that lsu is gonna win this game and then you're like it can happen but i'm not confident
0: <laughs> yeah. closer than the experts think <laughs>
1: <laughs> what do the experts think right now
2: that's all uh,
0: well, i don't know but daniel i'll uh, i'm gonna ask you right here and now what do you think uh like if you were to give a score prediction what would you say I think it's probably something like Florida
2: by 10-ish, maybe like 45-35. A similar score to what we've been having before Um, because Florida's defense is not that good either. Uh, People have have called them out for that. So LSU is going to put up a few points, but they will as well, and I think they're going to do more than the Tigers. Tommy, what about you?
1: Uh, I think think Florida will score a lot of points. I think that Kyle Trask – I think he's going to have probably a pretty good bounce back game. I think Kyle Pitts is a mismatch nightmare for defenses that are usually pretty good in the past, in the past defense. And uh, over the past three weeks, ours has not been very good against mediocre at best competition. Um, You know, when, when I think about Kyle Pitts, I'm trying to think about who's going to cover him, you know, like it'll, I would, it's going to be a safety or, or a nickel or, a linebacker and you know so you're looking at Jabril Cox Damone Clark Jabril Cox has been good in pass coverage Jacoby Stevens who's kind of iffy feels like a man-to-man coverage he's I mean he's very athletic he's good 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 DB but he's um I feel like he's better uh I feel like he's a better run defender than he is a, a pass uh, defender and you know that's the thing about Pitts is he's just got that that length and that He's like Eric Gilbert, kind of. Um, he's just older and, and uh, you know, more seasoned. So I feel like he's going to be a nightmare for us. I, you know, I, I think this might be the first time I've ever, I've ever predicted a loss for LSU. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to say, you know, I think, I think we lose by – right now the the line is 13-and-a-half, uh, LSU uh, – uh, Florida minus 13-and-a-half. I mean, I could see – I see us losing by two touchdowns. Hmm. Um. You know, I think I think that. Uh, well, actually, I don't know because I feel like we might be able to score, but also that Florida defense is going to be better than any defense we faced the entire year. So it'll be a real test of the of the offense as to whether we can score to keep up. That being said, I think that the the Florida offense is going to be able to basically have their way with us, and so. Yeah, I think I think LSU loses by double digits, and in a high scoring game. Okay. Yeah, I think I think I think regardless, I think Florida will put up over forty points probably, and LSU, um, you know, I think between between thirty and and twenty twenty eight, you know, thirty five, something like that.
0: Yeah, uh, I can agree with most of that. I agree with some parts of it. Uh, I feel though that this will be. It's an opportunity for LSU to kind of bounce back. Like they have got, they have got to be upset. You know, some of the players. You know, just from what they were saying after the game, like they know this isn't good. They know this isn't LSU quality. So I'm hoping they'll go into Gainesville with a little bit of fire in their belly, and that Bo Pelini is gonna. It's gotta know. be a
1: statement. Like they need to go out yeah. there and make a statement. And that doesn't mean they have yeah. to win, but you know, right. it can't. It cannot be a. Uh, like if 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 they, I would I will be very happy with them if they lose a close game, mm-hmm. they lose by three points I'll be very happy.
0: Well, that's um, what I was thinking was going to happen. Um, I mean I, I'm agreeing with you guys to where I don't I don't feel like LSU has enough this year this week to pull it out. But I feel like they 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 show us more than they have already even with the vanderbilt game because you could say they completely dominated that game but uh you know just take that out of it and they're you know they're a very mediocre team uh but i would say florida 41 lsu 38 uh with a field goal being the difference i don't know if it's a last second field goal or if lsu is like down 41 to 21 and they come back but aren't able to overcome the deficit but I, i feel like it'll be close i mean it it really all depends how miles performs in the swamp. Cause um, you know, he's, he's, he's been routed before and he could, uh, I don't know. I, I think some of the, some of the good play has, has been because you know, he's not faced really good defenses, but uh, going to Florida in the swamp, I, I don't know. It's, it just depends how his O-line protects him because they, they just really haven't done that great of a job all year. So. I guess we'll see, but I just feel like LSU is going to come out with a little bit more fire, so that's why I say 41-38, to 38, but we'll see. Um, really looking forward to watching this, uh, this Georgia-Alabama game, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you that's know? the only really kind of premier matchup
2: uh, of the week, so all eyes on that, too.
1: Scott, do your, dogs, two- do your dogs go into Tuscaloosa and take one away, or is, is Saving going uh, to take it?
0: I, I, I do not think that they will. I think um, you know, as as vulnerable as Alabama has looked a couple times, it's it's going to be Alabama at home, and I don't know. Kirby Smart just does not he you know, has not found a way to 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 beat his boss yet. Uh, he's come really close, as close as anybody has, but uh, I just I don't think they can. Um, I don't know though. I mean, uh, Georgia does have like a a freshman QB, so he's going to be going on the road into Bryant Denny. Um, I don't know. I guess it depends how he handles that. Uh, I mean, both, both, I mean, Georgia's got plenty of talent, but, um, I don't know. They, they're always, you know, at the top, they're always ranked high at the beginning of the season. And then it's like, they, they face this one test of a game. And then after that, they either sustain or they crumble. So we'll see. <laughs> it's like the Georgia, they always look great on paper, especially four or five games in. Um, that's just been my experience. And that's why Mark Rick is no longer there. It's because they always look good in the beginning, but it's just like they never get over that hump. So if George is able to beat Alabama on the road, then I could put some, you know, I'd put my chips behind them to maybe make it into the playoff and then, uh, you know, maybe go from there and face Clemson uh, down the road. But until they can beat Alabama on the road, I I don't know.
2: Yeah, Nick Saban's kept up his undefeated streak against former assistants as he took down Jimbo Fisher. Is it 20 now? Yeah, I think it's like 20 now. First against Jimbo Fisher with A&M and against Lane Kiffin with Ole Miss. So now he's got Kirby Smart uh, in his sights here. And so he'll be putting his record to the test. I actually kind of called the Ole Miss-Alabama game being pretty close last week and ended up being so. And I think it will be close again this one. Uh, Georgia's defense I mentioned earlier is one of the only quote-unquote like good defenses in the Mm -hmm. country and so they'll definitely uh, yeah I think it'll be
1: lower scoring
2: yeah put Mac Jones and his fleet of wide receivers to the test uh, at home it's hard to bet against Alabama at home Uh, so I think Bama might pull it off but it's definitely going to be entertaining game at least and that's the only really kind of big one to watch this week. Unfortunately, we had a lot of great matchups this past week, but a little bit of a, a lull in the schedule, uh, for this week.
0: Yeah. But, uh, if I'm Kirby smart, I'm just looking at what Lane Kiffin just did to Alabama. It was just like to, to give up 48 points. That is just horrible. I know Alabama scored 63, but still, um, game game was close. Uh, you know, had Najee Harris not run for over 200 yards, that game might have been slightly different. Uh but and isn't he a beast? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if anyone in the SEC could say they have like a comparable Najee Harris type back. I know we don't. Um <laughs> but even, even if we did, it's like we gotta we gotta find a way to to develop that run game. Otherwise it's it's just gonna be Miles Brennan, Terry Gilbert, and they're gonna look great. They're going to pad their stats going into the pro draft, whenever that may be, but it's just not going to help them win games. Um, I think if there's one kind of midday game you
2: might want to tune into kind of under the radar, I might point out UCF and Memphis, Mm. uh, two AAC teams. They usually put up a ton of points against each other. So if you're um, looking for a high-scoring affair, that might be one to tune into. And then uh, North Carolina also taking on Florida State. Uh, Florida State got beat somewhat bad by Notre Dame, but UNC somehow a top five team in the country. Who would have thought this? Uh, So we'll see if the Tar Heels can keep it on a roll, but that sets up an actually decent ACC roster right now between uh, Clemson, UNC, Notre Dame, and the Miami Hurricanes, who got kind of put in their place last week by Clemson.
1: Yeah, they kind of got thumped.
0: But Yeah. I think it's just a sign of the times, too. It's like if you have North Carolina at five, Uh, Oklahoma State at seven, which, you know, some years that might be okay. But then you have Cincinnati at eight, uh, already in week four. It's just crazy. And then what was – Miami was number seven. I I figured that was going to be fool's gold. Kind of was. Um, But it's just this year – I don't know. I feel like this is the year. It's like even if LSU – I know they replaced a bunch of people and they lost all that talent. But if there was a year where you could kind of mask a loss or two – or a win or two with, you know, with, with that scenario, this would have been the year, but yeah. uh, It's it's too late now. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Uh, We, like you say, we're uh, Daniel. um, I think we're just going to be spoilers for everybody else from this point on. Uh, So we'll see.
2: Kind of sad to get relegated to the role, to that role, especially after a national championship, but
0: here we are. I know extreme highs and extreme lows. Uh, but I don't know. Do you guys have anything else you wanted to toss out there before we head out?
2: Um, I didn't really have too much. Obviously, it's depressing that LSU lost, but it was a good weekend to college football, and the season so far, I think, has probably been better than most people would expect in terms of like chaos, at least. Yeah. Um. So it's good for a uh, kind of a nonpartisan viewer.
1: Scott, are you watching the Braves tonight?
0: Oh my goodness! Uh. I forgot about that. You know, I haven't really followed baseball that much. I see you you got a Braves shirt on right now. Um, I might, but then also uh, the Saints are playing. Saints playing, yeah. So I'll probably tune into that. But uh, you know, since it is the championship series, I don't know. I I'll I'll be honest. Um, Having been a Braves, (laughs) uh, a a recovering Braves fan, um, my 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 experience with them is is they will always, they will always get to a divisional or even a championship series, but the, the odds of them winning that uh, are very slim <laughs> it's in the Dodgers. It's like, for whatever reason, even the Dodgers, like they, they just win. They don't win. They haven't won the world series. Well, no, they didn't win last year. Did they? No, they didn't. No. Uh, so yeah, like they, they're facing the Dodgers who always seem to win and move on. But, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I try not to put too much stock in the Braves just because they are that, that let there's always that letdown. So, uh, I, I will enjoy it. I'll entertain it, but I don't invest too much emotionally because I know, <laughs> I know what they will do to you.
2: Yeah. No,
0: Lucy pulling the football. Um, what about you? Do you, uh, have you been following it? Do they, do they have a, do, do the Braves have a chance? I, I think this is probably their best chance in, in
1: gosh, uh, years. Um, got a really good young team and uh you know i think that i i, I feel like i'm kind of like you like i've seen the braves go to the playoffs i mean they they went to the playoffs every year from like 90 something it's the longest record ever of entering the playoffs for any franchise they they went i think their last year or the year that they stopped going to the playoffs is like 2007 or something they went every year since like 1992 yeah um so, uh I will be watching, but I am also very... I've been trying to temper my expectations a little bit just because, yeah, like I've been burned so
0: many times. Temper. Trust me. Um, temper. What was it? They won... I think they won 14 straight, like, division titles, you know, yeah. regular season, which is amazing. Um And then they went to the World Series, I think, five times, and they won... one
1: 95.
0: Yeah, and that was like a shortened season or something. So, I... I don't know. That's why I kind of stopped following. It was just, you know, it was always the same thing. You know, you get your hopes up and then, Mm oh, so, um, but Hey, that's, that's kind of how I feel this, this year with LSU football. So uh, maybe I should kind of turn my attention back to the Braves, Uh, but I was happy to see the Lakers win. Uh, They got their 17th title last night. Didn't really follow too much. Did you guys even follow that much of the NBA or not, not your, not your deal? I, I I did not. I checked out of the playoff because I'm just not a LeBron guy.
2: Yeah, I didn't watch too much either. I think in general the reports are the ratings were were, way were down. down, way down for whatever reasons. Um, it, I, I'm sorry, it's
1: jar. It was jarring to watch those games, like basically at a at a, like a high school gym with the weird like uh with the weird screens on the sky you know what I'm talking about yeah
2: I watched a few games right when they started the the bubble league coming back just because I was kind of intrigued on like how it was going to go but after that like I tuned out a little bit like congrats to LeBron and the the Lakers for taking it home uh but it just wasn't quite as thrilling I guess
0: no and it's uh I mean I I you know I lived in Los Angeles for a little bit so I you know, just by assimilation, I kind of pulled for the Lakers. Mm. Uh, but that was back in, you know, the Shaq and Kobe days where it was just, you know, it was just old school. I like, you know, just an NBA, typical, typical uh, NBA Finals win. This one just seemed different. I feel like there could be an asterisk here, yeah. you know, yeah. because of, like you said, the, uh, the whole bubble thing. But I, I do want to give the NBA credit because they went through their whole season and playoffs, not one test positive. Granted, everyone was pretty much confined to this one area in Orlando, but, I mean, they did it. Uh, they, they did it, and I don't know. Maybe it could be a model. I don't, I don't think you can do that with uh, football, uh, especially not college football with kids going to classes. But uh, I don't know. Um, it's just definitely, definitely a weird world, but uh, at least one know, team, At least one watch. team
2: from L.A. is doing good.
0: <laughs> at least one purple and gold team won. That's what I was going to say. At least one purple and gold team won. Um, but uh, I don't know. I'm going to be uh, tuning into to the Saints here in a little bit. Uh, we'll see if they can uh, have a little bit better success than the Tigers. Uh, but before we head out, uh, any uh, any final thoughts, guys? Don't think so. Um,
2: hopefully LSU can turn it around once again, uh, get a roller coaster of a season going. At least it gives us a lot to talk about on the podcast. Yeah, but I guess that's about all you can say for it right
0: now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I, I guess that's the only thing that we we could say that is left to be written is I don't know. And that's the only thing I could say that we probably haven't seen from LSU in the last decade or two really is them being in this position with a losing record and then turning it around. I mean, it's happened with other teams, you know, other teams that we love to see lose, but then they turn it around and finish the season on a tear uh, and like they keep it at those two losses and then just win the rest. So maybe we, uh, maybe we can see that from the Tigers obviously remains to be seen, but they're going to have to prove that. uh, And right quick, starting this Saturday Florida in the swamp uh with probably the biggest crowd you know in in the, in the country I, I don't I don't know if anyone else is going to be playing in Florida with uh with a home audience like that but uh, it'll be the biggest crowd this year so far in college football and LSU is going to have to deal with that so hopefully they can pull it out and win the rest and win out and uh keep my win-loss total right about the same uh I don't think any of us expect that to happen but we'll see but um we will, uh, we will have that recap for you next week here on Talking TIG. So until then, have a good weekend. Let's try and keep as positive as we can. And uh, no hurricanes this weekend, which is also another good thing. Uh, so until next time, stay safe, stay tuned, and we'll talk to you next week. Talk-